Welcome to the Chase Sagem Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Sagem. It is Tuesday, August 7th, 2018. Today we're going to be talking about Fortnite, its decision to not sell its app through the Google Play Store, and what this means for brands, aspiring brands, across many different major platforms. But first, the intro. most likely have heard of the game called Fortnite, a game that has reached almost every corner of pop culture, a game that, if you have children over the age of 10, have most likely played, and if you're a gamer yourself, you have most likely played and become addicted to this interesting viral phenomenon. Fortnite, as of current statistics, has approximately 125 million players. Um, and it's only been essentially a thing since 2017. The parent company called Epic estimates that their revenues from the game are $300 million a month. It's an insane game, and there's an intense amount of attention and popularity behind it. Why are we talking about it in this podcast? Well, there's been some interesting stuff in the news about Fortnite recently that I think applies very, uh, very well to those of you who are trying to build a brand and are leveraging a major internet platform to do so. Fortnite recently launched its app for Android. This is significant for a few reasons. Number one, Android is massive. It is worldwide much, much bigger than the iPhone, than the iOS. Many experts estimate that Fortnite, by simply having an Android app, has opened itself to an estimated 250 million more users to their game that they think will they will be able to acquire over the next year. This is big time, especially considering that their current player base is a nice, sweet 125 million people. The reason I bring this up is that in the news, there was something very interesting that happened. You would think by launching an Android app that the app would be available in the Google Play Store so that you could download the app. Very similar to how, obviously, when you, if you are to have a, an app on your iPhone, you have to go to the Google App Store, or sorry, the, the Apple App Store in order to acquire that app. Same with Android and with the Google Play Store. But Fortnite did something really interesting that a lot of people don't do. They said, nope, we're not going to launch our app on the Google Play Store. Why do they do this? Well, it's very simple. Between Apple and Google, I should say both individually, take a 30% cut on average from app developers on the charges for their games or apps. And that includes a lot a lot of times, oftentimes, the add-ons and additional purchases that, that your users may make inside of your app. Now, what's nice about this is the convenience, the convenience of the user being able to very quickly maybe use their thumb identification or a quick pin and their credit card's already on file with the with the 
Apple App Store or with the Google Play Store, and then they can quickly and purchase easily purchase the app or the upgrade inside of the app. But the downside for the developer is it's 30% of the margin, which, considering all the operational expenses behind a video game, that takes a pretty big chunk of the revenue. Well, Android allows developers like Fortnite to do this because Android is an open platform, and so you can install applications on your Android device without quote-unquote jailbreaking it, whereas with the iOS devices, they've literally locked them down, and you can't install a third-party application that's not through the App Store on iOS unless you first jailbreak the phone. So Android has at least built an open platform that allows Fortnite to do this. But this is really fascinating, and it's going to be a really fascinating study to watch this over the next three to six months to see how much Fortnite can gain traction under this format. It creates some problems for them. Number one, there's a couple settings that have to be made on your Android device to allow for a third-party application to be downloaded and to run, and users are going to have to be educated on how to set that up. Number two, it's users are used to the idea of going to the Google Play Store to download an app. They also, there's a sense of security behind the Google Play Store that somehow maybe they've vetted a majority of the apps that are in there and there's a feeling of security and generally a higher level of security. And this same experience is on the iPhone. But what will be really interesting to watch over the next three to six months is can Fortnite grow without depending on Google? And that's why I wanted to bring this up in today's podcast episode because I think this really has a lot to do with all of us who are trying to build a brand. This relates to a lot of different scenarios, and I'll just outline a few. Number one, you are selling products on Amazon as a platform and trying to figure out how to build a brand off of Amazon because of the 25 or 30 or 35% fees that Amazon is taking from your margin. You are a fashion blogger on Instagram and all of your followers and all of your traffic come from your Instagram posts and because Instagram is owned by Facebook, there are algorithm changes being made and your posts are being seen by less and less of the people who are following you and who want to see your posts and you've got to figure out how do, how do you get off of Instagram? How do you maintain people's attention in other areas, how do you get their email address? How do you get them to subscribe to you through other other measures, through other means? Those are just two examples. This exists on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, you name it. All of these platforms are major blessings to anybody who's trying to build a brand. At the same time, they are eventually a major problem because they take major financial cuts of whatever it is that you're trying to make. Don't be surprised, for example, if you are an Instagram influencer and you are making money from brands by doing, you know, posting content and taking photos of, of gear that you're wearing or what have you for other brands in exchange for money. Don't be surprised when Facebook builds tools that essentially puts them in the middle between you and the advertiser. That's going to happen. And when it does, it's going to squeeze margin away from you, the brand, and put it in the pockets of the platform, Facebook. Economically speaking, this there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing illegal about this. 
There's not there's no integrity missing in this process. It's economics 101. It's free market. Facebook owns the platform. Amazon owns their platform. In this case, Google Play and Android, Google Play owns its platform. So it's going to try to get a piece of the pie. What Fortnite has done has been extremely fascinating on many levels. Number one, it's not just a cool video game. They have done some things marketing and branding wise that have made them reach a level of popularity and have created a level of branding in the mind of their target market that gives them the best possible chance of anybody to not rely on the Google Play Store in their scenario and to thereby walk away from this 30% charge that Google charges them. How do they do it? Well, there's a few things. Number one, obviously, the product is amazing. Fortnite has an addictive quality to it. I can't really speak to it, to be honest, because I'm not a gamer. Um, I probably would be if I allowed any kind of device of that nature into my home, but I have such a horrible, addictive <laughs> uh, mentality and, and mindset that it can get me into a lot of trouble, so I stay away from games just to keep myself productive. But from everything I hear and from all the numbers that you see, the Fortnite product is clearly an amazing product, so that's key number one. Number two, they found a way to leverage other platforms other than the one that they were selling on to promote their product, to gain usage of their product. And this is where video games are a little bit more unique. The fact that there's different platforms other than just Google Play. There was obviously the Apple um, side of things with the iOS. There's the Google, uh, sorry, the PlayStation device, the Xbox device. There's a lot of different platforms that they could use to grow their brand. So I should highlight that that is very unique in this scenario. Although you could draw comparisons to your marketing and branding efforts. The fact that you can do Facebook and Instagram. You could do Snapchat and Twitter. Oh, and you can have a YouTube and you can have a, a podcast. So there, the multi-channel effect is there, but it's very prevalent in the video gaming world. The other thing that's really interesting is Twitch. Twitch created a platform where they could have literally massive viral video streaming of their game around the clock, around the world, being seen by millions of people. And this has been really interesting because it's created, it, the Twitch phenomenon has obviously built the brand of Fortnite or at least contributed to it greatly. Another thing that's been interesting is influencers. Fortnite, I'm only assuming, I don't know any of their marketing people, but I'm assuming that their influencer strategy was very strategic. They have athletes, rappers, musicians, celebrities of all kind playing their game and talking about it on their social media accounts. And whether or not this is planned, obviously if it wasn't planned, it's even more genius. But this influencer strategy has, has helped them build their brand tremendously. So the other thing you can obviously see too is they're running a lot of ads and you can see that they're investing a lot of cash into running ads on Google and on Facebook. They're doing a lot of even TV advertising. So there's a huge, huge brand play that they've clearly seen a value in, in doing and in performing. All of these things have set themselves up theoretically 
in such such a way to where they can give the middle finger to Google and say, we are going to be on your devices, but we are not going to be in your Google Play Store getting charged your 30% cut. They will most likely win. And it's hard to predict these things, you guys, but it seems like they'll win. There's some things and some hurdles that they'll have to overcome. But if and when they do, it highlights some really important points for us, who are us digital marketers, branders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners. How do we build a brand that detaches us to an extent from the platform we're tied to, we're addicted to, we're attached to? The biggest one I hear about is Amazon. Amazon sellers get thrown around and abused by Amazon in ways that would blow your mind. Amazon will tack on additional fees, move sellers' products' rankings around organically, force them to change their pricing, force them to change their content in ways you've n- that would blow your mind. And it affects Amazon sellers. And these are real companies. There are real companies with employees and people trying to sell products on Amazon. It's hard to complain about it when without Amazon, you wouldn't have that platform. So it's, it's, it's a tough thing to complain about, but it is a real thing. It's a real problem. But you see these, these, oper- or these issues come up with other platforms too, the Facebook and Instagram algorithm. How many of you who are listening to this right now have been affected, affected ne- negatively by the Facebook, the major Facebook algorithms over the last changes over the last three, four years, and most recently, some of the major Instagram algorithm changes. You have to figure out a way. There's no excuse. You've got to figure out a way to detach yourself from the over-dependability on the platform that you're currently gaining access to. If you are raking in millions from your t-shirt company, but 80, 90% of your revenue and traffic comes from Instagram, you need to start diversifying now. You need to start figuring out how to detach yourself. If you don't, you will become a victim to changes that will inevitably happen and affect your business. So how can you do it? Well, if we, if we reverse engineer Fortnite, and this is why I wanted to talk about this today, if you reverse engineer Fortnite, there's some things to learn. Number one, leverage other platforms. Leverage newer platforms. Leverage other technologies. If you're selling in Amazon, leverage walmart.com and their new marketplace. Leverage the Google marketplace. Don't forget about eBay. eBay still accounts for roughly 20% of all e-commerce sales on the internet today. It's no slouch and it's got really cool tools. It doesn't have the same tools entirely that Amazon uh, Seller Central has, but it's got some great tools. So diversify yourself, break yourself out. If you're selling on Amazon, and relying on a majority of your sales from Amazon itself, be it the, the search results inside of Amazon, Amazon, you know, um, whether it be sponsored ads or AMS, start running ads on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google. Drive people to your own Shopify or big commerce store. Start investing in your brand by sending traffic to your site. Uh, don't expect the same returns that you would see from an ROAS perspective on Amazon. Invest, break even if you have to, because over time you'll win. 
if you're dependent overly on Instagram, this is a tough one because Instagram is gaining millions and millions of users by the day and is gaining more and more popularity and, and the tools and the feature sets that are inside of Instagram are phenomenal. But diversify. YouTube, I know a lot of people who are killing it, killing it on Instagram with video, but they have no presence on YouTube. It doesn't make any sense. YouTube still dwarfs the size of Instagram and you can start to diversify away from that. Bring traffic from your Instagram posts into your site. Collect email addresses. Get messenger subscribers. Get uh, Maybe build an app where you can get people to download the app so you can get mobile notifications to those people. Gain subscribers in ways that are different from the platforms you're attached to. All of these things will help you help you do it, but Fortnite shows that you can do it, but you have to build a brand first and you have to invest in that brand. So some critical thinking questions to think of is, you know, how can I develop a brand presence with others outside of the platform I'm currently attached to? I can run ads. I can build an email list. I can set up a podcast. I can leverage additional social platforms that are also problems long-term in terms of um, being addicted to them and, and having a hard time breaking away from them, but at least you diversify yourself. These are all, these are all answers to that question. I think it's fascinating and, and very cool to watch Fortnite do this. They are no doubtedly going to succeed in my mind, but I also think that they're going to have some trouble and they're going to, they're going to uh, experience some scrutiny because of the what if. What if they were in the Google Play Store? How much more revenue would they obtain? But if you think about it, three-year, five-year, ten-year strategy for Epic Games, figuring out for them how to not rely on Google Play Store, not rely on the App Store with the iOS, is absolutely going to be critical to their long-term success. They've got to acquire the customer themselves and keep the platform out of the way, out of being the middleman. You have to do the same thing as the leader of your brand. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of investment. It's going to take an influencer strategy. It's going to take an additional platform. It's going to take an investment, um, one that you may not be comfortable with. These are all things that you've got to think about. And oh, by the way, you got to build a damn good product or service. Because if you can't do that, there's no way you're going to be able to break away. These big platforms are interesting. They have a way of allowing us to succeed without having maybe the best customer service, without having the best product, without having the best service. But breaking away will force you to figure out how to be the best in those three areas. I challenge you to do that. And and uh, think about what Fortnite means and, and, and how this uh, applies to your business. I hope these ideas help, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Chase Sagan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. Also on SoundCloud, you can post uh, any questions or topics you want me to cover for future episodes, and stay tuned for the next one. Thanks.